Hello, you're listening to the Skylight Books podcast series. We are a general interest independent bookstore located in the Los Feliz neighborhood of Los Angeles, California. This year, because of the coronavirus pandemic, we've had to close our store and cancel in-person events. But Skylight is your neighborhood bookstore, and we are finding ways to create community even while we're far apart. In the coming weeks, we'll be putting out lots of new audio content to help you discover new books, connect with authors, and check in with your favorite booksellers. To learn more about how you can help keep Skylight alive, please visit our website at skylightbooks.com or check out our social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to the podcast on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Xin chào. Hello. Um, my name is Nguyễn Phan Quế Mai, author of the novel The Mountains Sing. Thank you so much, Skylight Books, for hosting this chat. Um, in normal circumstances, I would have been at Skylight having a conversation with the amazing Viet Thanh Nguyen, author of The Sympathizer. However, the coronavirus pandemic destroyed my book tour. It sent me into a deep panic as my city, Jakarta, in Indonesia, became a hotspot for the virus. So when sheltering in place no longer felt safe, I left with my husband and son to Germany where we will unite with our daughter when our um, self-quarantine period of 14 days is over. So I'm now in temporary accommodation in a small town on the outskirts of Munich. Um, outside is a beautiful spring day filled with sunshine, birds' songs, and flowers. The sky is so clear, so beautiful, as if innocent of all the death and devastation which is going on. I hope that uh, you stay safe wherever you are, and I hope uh, you will allow books to transport you away from the current situation and from the, the, the worries that all of us experience at the moment. Uh, my sincere thanks to independent booksellers who have been braving the difficulties to continue to deliver literature to readers. Um, at this very difficult moment, my mind often travels to the poetry line of uh, the Vietnamese poet Phung Quan. He once wrote, Có những phút ngã lòng, tôi viện câu thơ mà đứng dậy. Whenever I feel down, I gather myself into the poetry line to pull myself up. Uh, so reading poetry, fiction and non-fiction has been able to help me with uh, deal with the pandemic and I hope you, you feel the same way. So for those who have not heard about the mountain sing, uh, my novel is about the 20th century Vietnamese history via the lives of four generations of a Vietnamese family. I actually took this big risk when writing this novel because it deals with many historical events considered sensitive in Vietnam such as the land reform and the root causes of the division between the north and the south of Vietnam and and why you know the the Vietnam War happened because such issues are normally censored in Vietnamese literature I chose to write the novel in English the language which I only had the chance to learn at 8th grade. 
So during the seven years I worked on the book, I had to use a dictionary many times. The biggest challenge and also joy was to transfer the Vietnamese elements of my culture into the English language. Um, you know, I, I wanted to immerse readers into the Vietnamese setting and there's a lot of um, uh, proverbs, sayings, um, Vietnam, uh, Vietnamese poetry and songs and lullabies in the novel and all of the language and Vietnamese names, uh, Vietnamese language and names in the book uh, appear in the real Vietnamese way with, with the full tonal marks. So um, my hope is that um, um, any reader will become familiar with the Vietnamese culture, Vietnamese traditions, customs and practices after reading the book. So you become a part of the Vietnamese um, culture. So, um, so, so you may ask what inspired me to write this book. Um, you know, when uh, when I was born, both of my grandmothers had already died. So I was always very jealous of my friends who had a grandma to tell them stories and tales of their village um, and history of their family. So I told myself that one day I would write a story with a grandmother in it um, to be able, you know, to have a grandma. And um, I, I knew I wanted to create a world with a grandmother and granddaughter in it. But I didn't find the, the key to such a world until one day in 2012, I was traveling in a car, um, you know, to a self-defense class uh, with a Vietnamese friend. And this happened in Manila, in the Philippines, when, where I was living and working. So when I asked him um, about his uh, wartime experiences, he told me that in 1972, um, during the height of the Vietnam War, he was living with his grandmother in Hanoi. Both of his parents uh, had gone to Russia at that time, and, and his grandma was the one who um, kept him alive during the bombing raids. And his descriptions were so vivid that um, I went home that night and after having cooked my kids dinner and putting them to bed, it was very late, you know. Uh, but I sat down at my computer. Um, I was driven by his story and so I googled um, and found um, audio clips of the, of, the bo of the sirens that warned um, citizens in Hanoi about approaching B-52 bombers. I listened to the sirens, I listened to the broadcast warning citizens about the bombings, and then with tears running down my face, I wrote um, uh, 200, 2,000 words, which could become the first um, chapter of the novel. So I had no, no idea how the story would develop. But I felt so moved by what I had just written. It felt so, so real. And the voice of the grandmother in the story, Grandma Ziulan, felt so, so like uh, a grandma I always wanted to have. So I decided that um, she would have a lot of children, and each child would be a witness of a significant historical event of Vietnam. 
so that was my vague idea. So you know, I sat down um, on my at my writing desk each day. Um, you know, I, I quit my full time job to be able to work on a novel. So I worked on it every day, and um, and you know, um, I I developed the character, and it was a very lonely process. As you could imagine, um, and I was wondering all the time, who is going to read this this novel? You know, what the hell am I doing? Because I'm writing this in my second language, you know, in the English language, which I only had the chance to learn in eighth grade. So I had to use the dictionary quite a lot, and at the same time, I was reading a lot of English books to be able to improve my um, English vocabularies. Um, but I felt so moved by the story and the wish, you know, to have a grandma that I kept going. And um, so I'm going to read. Um, uh, so, so the book is told um, in the voices of two women, Grandma Ziolan and her um, granddaughter Hương. Um, so Hương is someone um, who is similar to me in the sense that she um, always wanted to be a writer, but she had um, a strong fear for censorship and what would happen to her if she wrote about historical events so um, but in the end you know she was compelled to write because she realized that um, she has a duty to document events which otherwise could have been forgotten um, so um, this is the opening scene of the novel the tallest mountains Hanoi 2012. My grandmother used to tell me that when our ancestors die, they don't just disappear, they continue to watch over us. And now, I feel her watching me as I light a match, setting fire to three sticks of incense. On the ancestral altar, behind the wooden bell and plates of steaming food, my grandmother's eyes glow as a as an orange-blue flame springs up, consuming the incense. I shake the incense to put out the fire. As it smothers, curtains of smoke and fragrance spiral towards heaven, calling spirits of the dead to return. Bà ơi, I whisper, raising the incense above my head, through the mist veiling the border between our two worlds, she smiles at me. I miss you, Grandma. A breeze gusts through the open window, holding my face like Grandma's hands once did. Hương, my beloved daughter, the tree outside my window rustled her words. I'm here with you always. I set the incense into the bowl in front of Grandma's portrait. Her gentle features radiate in the incense perfume. I stare at the scars on her neck. Remember what I said, darling. Her voice murmurs on the restless branches. The challenges faced by Vietnamese people throughout history are as tall as the tallest mountains. If you stand too close, you won't be able to see their peaks. Once you step away from the current of lives, you will have the full view.
so um you know in the the grandma Ziolan uh, told her granddaughter Hương, the challenges faced by Vietnamese people throughout history are as tall as the tallest mountains. So this is one of the um, reasons why I named the novel The Mountains Sing. Um, because my message is that like um, my message is that even though uh, we as human beings uh, not just Vietnamese but um, many peoples around the, uh, the world we 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 experience challenging uh, challenges but in the end you know our spirit for survival our sense of hope our love for peace will help us overcome all these challenges and our spirit for survival and um, and and our belief in the goodness of the people and of the world will be the songs of our own survival. So that's why I named the the book the mountains sing. And also um, throughout the book, um, um, there's an image of the sunca bird. Sunca um, can be translated um, as the mountains sing. So this is a golden bird carved by Hương's father who had gone to war to fight against the Americans and and you know I I will need to um, let you discover what happened to Hương's father um, but uh, during the war he was um, as with many other Vietnamese northern Vietnamese soldiers he walked for many months um, through the Ho Chi Minh Trail to be able to um, cut things through uh, uh, jungles and, and valleys um, of Vietnam, Laos and Cambodia to be able to get to the south of Vietnam where where he uh, was fighting against the southern Vietnamese army and also the Americans and the, uh, their allies. So, um, you know, doing his trip he was um, missing his um, wife and uh, his daughter a lot so he um, decided to carve a bird um, um, the sun cap bird as a gift for for his daughter and this bird is also the symbol of um, of the wars uh, the wars devastation because um, um, in the book, um, it demonstrates that uh, Vietnamese forests and jungles were full of birds and flowers and butterflies. But in the reign of Agent Orange, um, these living animals or, or these beautiful creatures, they died, and then they disappear. Um, but somehow, um, you know, the, the bird stays with Hương throughout her life and she hears the the bird's song whenever she misses her father so um you just heard uh, a little bit in the voice of Hương and now i'm going to read to you uh, a part of uh, grandma Ziolan. so i created grandma Ziolan in the hope that i would have a grandmother who would tell me stories so this is uh, the beginning of um, grandma's story as she told um, them to Hương the Fortune Teller, Nghệ An Province, 1930-1942. Guava, remember how we used to wander around the old quarter of Hanoi? 
We often stopped in front of a house on Hangai. I didn't know anyone who lived there on Silk Street, but we stood in front of the house, peering through its gate. Remember how beautiful everything was? Wooden doors featured exquisite carvings of flowers and birds. Lacquered shutters gleamed under the sun, and ceramic dragons soared atop the roof's curving edges. The house was a traditional namzan with five wooden sections, remember, and there was a front yard paved with red bricks. Now I can tell you the reason I lingered in front of that house. It looks just like my childhood home in Nghệ An. As I stood there with you, I could almost hear the happy chatter of my parents, my brother Kong and Auntie Tu. Ah, you asked me why I never mentioned to you about having a brother and an aunt. I'll tell you about them soon. But don't you want to visit my childhood home first? To go there, you and I need to travel three hundred kilometers from Hanoi. We follow the national highway, passing Nam Ding, Ning Bing, and Thanh Hoa provinces. Then we turn left at a pagoda called Phu Ding, crossing several communes before arriving at Vung Vinh Phuc, a village in the north of Vietnam. The village name is special Guava, as it means forever blessed. At Vinh Phuc, anyone will gladly show you the gate to our ancestors' home, the Chun's family's house. They walk with you along the village road, passing a pagoda with the ends of its roof curving like the fingers of a splendid dancer, passing ponds, passing ponds where children and buffaloes splash around. During summer, you gaps. At the clouds of purple flowers blooming on swan trees and red gout flowers sailing through the air like burning boats, during the rice harvest se- during the rice harvest season, the village road will spread out its golden carpet of straws to welcome you. In the middle of the village, you arrive in front of a large estate surrounded by a garden filled with fruit trees. Peeking through the gate, you see a house similar to the one we saw on Silver Street, only more charming and much larger. The people who take you there will ask whether you are related to the Chun family. If you tell them the truth, Wava, they'd be astonished. The Chun family's members have either died, been killed, or disappeared. You learn that seven families have occupied this building since 1955. None of them are relatives. My beloved daughter, my beloved granddaughter, don't look so shocked. Do you understand why I decided to tell you our f- about our family? Our stories, if our stories survive, we will not die, even when our bodies are no longer here on this earth. The Chun's family's house is where I was born, got married, and gave birth to your mother Ngoc. Your uncles Thuận, Đạt, Sang, and your aunt Hạnh. You didn't know this, but I have another son, Ming. He's my firstborn, and I love him very, very much. But I don't know whether he's dead or alive. He was taken away from me seventeen years ago, and I haven't seen him since. 
I'll explain what happened to him later. But first, let me take you back to one particular summer day in May 1930, when I was 10 years old. So this is uh, the first part of um, Grandma Ziolan's uh, storytelling to her granddaughter son. And uh, you will see in the book that uh, Grandma Ziolan tells Hương. Hương is um, nicknamed Guava um, in the stories of Grandmother Ziolan. Um, Grandmother Ziolan called Hương um, Guava because the name Hương means fragrance. And she believes that, um, um, you know, evil spirits hover about above the earth and they would kidnap a beautiful children so if you if you call um, a child an ugly name the evil spirits could not notice so this is uh, why um, you know a very common practice in Vietnamese we call our children really you know ugly names like um, uh, guava or potato or yeah, so to to distract the evil spirit. So um, Grandma Ziolan told uh, Guava the stories about their family um, from 1920 to 1970. And um, until, um, and then uh, from then on, uh, Huang will let the reader um, see, um, you know, um, the events which will happen to their family um, after that. So um, I decided to alternate the voices. One chapter is written in the voice of Grandma Ziolan, another chapter is written, um, and the next chapter is written in the voice of Hương. Um, so why did I choose uh, women as storytellers in the mountain sing? Um, I have read a lot of uh, books on Vietnam, uh, on Vietnam in English, and on the Vietnam War, and I I felt that there is a lack of space for women to tell stories. Um, we especially, you know, um, women who are civilians, who often have to bear the most um, severe uh, consequences of war and. Um, and uh, and the destruction of historical events and um, normally when it comes to Vietnam War literature, um, the stories are written by veterans or about soldiers uh, who who went through combat, and I wanted to give voice to to women because in Vietnamese culture, um, women um, you know are the symbol of survival. Of, of struggle and uh, throughout our history, um, you know, um, we Vietnamese women have proven um, our ability uh, to not only manage the household but also to lead um, the famous Vietnamese uh, female figures. Um, for example, are the Trung sisters who who led uh, the Vietnamese in defeating against uh, the Chinese invaders. Um, so um, I wanted to give voice to women in the in the story, but the the mountain sing also give voices to the stories of the uh, experience by male characters, for example of of Hương's uncles and father, um, 
and um, and 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 to let readers gain access to these voices, I employ um, um, a very um, common uh, or important symbol in Vietnamese uh, life, which is the use of diary and the use of letters. Um, so um, so you will discover um, the the voices of of the minor characters in my novel through through this symbol. Um, so, okay, um, so, you know, I, um, I have, um, mm, so when I was little, my parents did not want me to become um, a writer, but I'm glad I disobeyed them because uh, um, I think I feel most happy when I'm able to write and, um, and I love reading and I believe in the, in the role of literature because in just like in the word the words of Hương in the mountain sing um Hương, Hương sings to herself um if people read other other countries literature uh, they would understand more about another uh, about other cultures and there would be no war on earth and i think if we read um other people uh, other people's literature right now we we get access to 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 their culture and see them more as human beings rather than you know than than numbers or statistics and um i'm very much saddened uh, by the um racism which takes place at the moment against asians um um this morning i was horrified to read about a acid attack on an, an Asian woman in New York um, and, and this has been determined that uh, she was attacked because of, of, of the pandemic situation and of people believing that, uh, that Asians are carriers of the virus and uh, we are the cause of this pan pandemic and myself personally I have also experienced racism and I just um, just want to reach out to readers who are willing to read this book or any book from Asia at the moment that I'm grateful to you, um, you know, for opening the door uh, to our, our story so that you are able to connect with us on a more personal level. And I, I think despite our differences, you know, um, in, in in cultures or in languages in essence um, as demonstrated in my book you know all human beings on this world are similar um, in our our wish to have a normal life a peaceful life um, you know where we can um, sing and dance and and eat and you know, spend time with our family and friends and loved ones. So, so I think it's it's time for us um, to come together rather than to to fight against each other during this uh, pandemic. Um, so, um, as you may have noticed, I uh, use a lot of Vietnamese language in in the novel, and I one of the important. Um, elements which I employed is the use of Vietnamese uh, proverbs 
Um, so, um, for example, um, I can give you examples of proverbs uh, uh, that I use. Um, for example, the first one is "trong cây rủi có cây may." That means uh, good good luck hides inside bad luck. I um, I often think about this proverb when I face, um, you know, an undesirable circumstance, and I know um, I can make, you know, the best out of it. Um, another um, proverb which can be applicable to this situation is "la lang dum la rách intact leaves safeguard uh, ripped leaves." Um, một gói uh, một gói khi đói một nắm khi đói bằng một gói khi no um, one handful of food when hungry equals when equals to one bundle of food when full so it highlights the importance of sharing our resources at the moment and i hope each of us will reach out to uh, to other people in need and and help them because um My heart goes out to all those who have been, um, you know, uh, sick or who have family members who have perished in this pandemic. But I'm really worried about um, um, the people who live in slum areas who have no access to clean water to wash their hands, or people who have um, who have who have lost their job and don't have food to eat. Or, or refugees who have to live in crowded uh, shelter homes or who, who have no shelter at all who are on the street um, so um, I, I just hope that uh, we will work together to um, to overcome these difficulties and we will see um, into the humanity of um, of other cultures during this very very stressful and uh, worrying time thank you so much for the time you spend with me on today's um, talk um, i really hope i can't um, i can return to to the u.s for for the book tour very very soon when this pandemic is over i have so many stories from vietnam that i would like to to share with you um, to end this discussion i would like to gift you um, a lullaby which is um, which is featured in the novel this is the, the lullaby sung by grandma Diệu uh, Lan and her daughter to to children, you know, to Hương and to uh, to children whenever the children are in distress. So um, this uh, this is the lullaby. Con cò mà đi ăn đêm lội phai cành mềm lộn cổ xuống ao ông ơi ông vớt tôi nào tôi có lòng nào ông hay sao măng có sao thì sao nước trong đừng sao nước đục đau lòng có con à, 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 à.
Thank you. Xin cảm ơn. Thank you for listening to the Skylight Books podcast series. Please don't forget to visit our website at skylightbooks.com and make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for more author talks and bookseller conversations. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Stay safe and healthy, and we hope to see you back in our store soon.